Hello, everyone. I am Tina Romy, and thank you so much for tuning in to the show today. Today's topic is one of taboo, uh, one that we don't hear about or talk about very often. And I think part of the reason is out of embarrassment or shame that we may feel uh, because we feel like sometimes we've allowed something or allowed this to happen to us. But in fact, it's not something that we allowed, but something that was deceitfully uh, given to us or, or done to us and out of deceit. And it's about date rape. Um, so I'm going to talk about my personal experience, what happened to me. And I'm also going to share information with you to help you spot uh, the drugs, um, to know what the effects are, uh, to um, know the common types of drugs and, and what they look like, um, things of that nature. So let's get started. Um, some of the common types of date rape drugs, which are substances that make it easier for someone to rape you or to sexually assault you. Um, the person, uh, the person who attacked you uh, might become, well, the person who is attacked uh, may become confused, have trouble defending themselves, or not be able to remember what happened later. Date rape. It doesn't always happen um, on a date. And the attacker could be someone that you know, could be someone that you just met, or someone that you've known for a while. You know, it doesn't have to be a stranger. And a lot of times when we hear date rape, that, that term, you think that it's a complete stranger who is attacking you, when in fact, it's not always the case. Common types of date rape drugs, um, drugs, medication, um, which is used to um, overpower you, um, someone else or, or cause them to forget, forget what happened. Forget incidents. The most common date rape drugs are GHB, uh, gamma hydroxybutyric, hydrobutyric, I'm sorry, hydroxybutyric acid, known as GHB. Um, it's a depressant that has many names. One of them is Easy Lay, uh, Liquid E, Grievous Bodily Harm, um, Salty Water, Fantasy. And then there is Rohypnol or Flunitrosapan, Flutrinsonapan. Oh gosh, I'm, I'm really butchering these names. But flunitrazepam, that's it, uh, is a strong uh, benzodiazepine 
uh, a class of tranquilizers, which is also known as Mexican Valium, roofies. You may be familiar with that term. Um, rope and forget me pill. This drug is not available legally in the United States. Um, and in some countries, doctors sometimes use it as an anesthesia before surgery. This drug, a strong class of a tranquilizer, this one is the drug that I believe was administered to me. And then there is the catamine. Uh, this is a, a disassociative drug that makes you feel like, uh, feel a detachment from reality. Uh, its nicknames include Special K, um, Vitamin K, Cat Valium, and doctors and veterinarians uh, use this one as an anesthesia as well. It's also a drug that researchers are doing studies on people who have severe depression. And then there's alcohol. Alcohol, um, the attacker uses um, one of those three drugs that I just mentioned, along with alcohol, and that helps boost the medication's effects. Um, but they say alcohol by itself can also keep someone from defending themselves. Yeah, I believe that one. Um, and um, knowing what happened to them, you know, or remembering it later. Um, now, what these drugs look like. Uh, GHB is a liquid or powder, and neither of these substances have a smell or taste. The rohypnol um, is said that it used to be a, a white tab. Um, it too has no smell or taste. The drug uh, companies, they now make it um, a light, in a light color green pill uh, with a blue core. And if you put it in a clear, you know, clear water or clear substance, the liquid turns blue. Uh, the ketamine uh, is a clear liquid or uh, an off-white powder uh, that's often injected. And you, can, um, you can't smell or taste it either. Okay, now the effects of the GHB, it's, um, it makes you sleepy, it makes you forgetful or weak. Um, it can also cause, you know, seizures, slow your heartbeat, slow your breathing. And you can also, uh, you know, be, you know <laughs> get into a coma, you know, have a coma because of this. And the effects starts within 15 to 30 minutes the effects of this drug, and it lasts from three to six hours. The rohypnol, it relaxes you. And in high doses, it can cause trouble controlling your muscles. Uh, you get amnesia. 
you have a loss of inhibitions, um, lose consciousness, and it affects you. Um, the effects usually uh, start within 30 minutes, and the peak is about two hours after you take it. Um, And as little as uh, one gram, actually, one milligram can affect you from eight to 12 hours. Uh, ketamine, um, this one makes you hallucinate or feel woozy. It can also cause an upset stomach, vomiting, high blood pressure, uh, change in your heart rate, seizures, or a coma. It takes effect within about 30 minutes and lasts an hour to two. But uh, you could be affected for a day or more after you have been introduced to this. So my personal story. I met this guy while I was out of town in 2020. It was during the pandemic. Um, my daughters and I, along with a couple of their friends, we had just left a champagne brunch celebrating my youngest daughter's 30th birthday. We'd been celebrating, um, you know, enjoying ourselves. Uh, and like I said, it was a champagne brunch and there was plenty of bottles of wine going, I'm sorry, champagne going around. You know, it was very festive, uh, very jovial mood, party and dancing, and just really enjoying, enjoying our time together. Um, when the party ended, the brunch, <laughs> it was a party, when the party, the champagne uh, brunch ended, we were, you know, outside of the venue, uh, talking to people that we had met. We were all just talking and having a good time. And um, then this guy um, uh, walked by and one of my daughters, um, you know, started having a conversation with him. And um, next thing you know, he and I were having a conversation. We were talking. And, you know, he wanted to know what we were going to do next if we were, you know, hanging out later. And so we decided that we were going to all meet up and go have some cigars and some drinks. So later that evening, we all got together and we met up. And after we all had drinks and cigars, um, you know, he asked me if I wanted to go have, you know, something to eat, you know, have some dinner. And we went and got some dinner. We drove um, and had dinner. Um, so, you know, it was, a, it, was a, it was a very nice evening. We actually were in Crystal City, um, outdoors, enjoying each other's company, you know, just getting to know each other, talking. And, um, like I said, it was, it was very nice. Uh, the night ended. I went back to my hotel room, you know, meeting up with my daughters. And the next morning, uh, my daughters and friends, we went to went to lunch, and after lunch, we went home. Um, he and I, we kept in touch. 
uh, you know, he would call me, you know, we would text and talk and, you know, share, you know, just share information about whatever we were doing, what was going on in our lives, <clears throat> you know, getting acquainted. Uh, several times, you know, he invited me to come, you know, back out and visit and, you know, have dinner, you know, or go to a museum or wherever. But um, me, once it gets cold, I'm not really interested in, you know, really traveling out, you know, driving or whatever, taking long drives. So, and that coupled with the fact that it was actually, um, you know, I was actually talking to someone else at the time. So I, I really wasn't that into him, so to speak, you know, um, you know, we were just, you know, getting acquainted and I would talk to, you know, I'd call him every blue moon. Um, but, you know, we did keep in touch. So eventually we wind up scheduling another date because like I said, we actually had a date on the spot meeting him the same night. Spring roll up, rolled around and so we made plans to uh, meet up for this big party that was going on in downtown Baltimore. And um, that's where our first date, uh, official first date, official planned first date, I'd say, that's when it occurred. So we met downtown, we had dinner, and we had wine, and then we had more wine uh, before we went to the party. And I am going to take a break and give you more details about what happened that night. Join me back in just a moment. So we went to the party, we entered. Um, I knew a few people there. And, you know, this one uh, lady walked up to me and she was like, where'd you find him? <laughs> and um, I was like, yeah, I just met him, um, you know, when I was visiting, you know, hanging out with my daughters, um, you know, uh, out of town. And, um, you know, she just gave me that look and the, the thumbs up. So he was, uh, you know, he's a very good looking man, very attractive, uh, educated, charismatic, um, a gentleman, you know, uh, definitely shows chivalry. Um, and, you know, just a cool person. That's what was presented on the surface. But like I say, you never know what's deep inside of a person. You never know who they really are on the inside. So um, we danced. Um, we, you know, we had, I think we got a, yeah, he, he actually, he went to the bar and got us another glass of wine, got us a glass of wine. Um, and then we both went to 
the bathroom like simultaneously. And when we came out of the bathrooms, we met each other like right there. The security was right there. Guard was right there. We met at the bathroom and we just started, you know, just geeking and, you know, taking pictures. And that's when my memory stopped. After that, I could not tell you what happened. I don't recall walking from that area back to the dance floor. I don't recall walking out the door. <clears throat> I don't recall walking to my car. I don't recall the ride, the ride <laughs> um, in the car. I don't recall going in the house. The next thing that I remembered, my eyes opened and I was in a bathroom staring in the mirror and he was right beside me and we started kissing. That's what I remember. So it was all like, um, Rohadnol relaxes you <clears throat> uh, in high doses, uh, causes amnesia, loss of inhibitions, loss of consciousness. Its effects usually starts within 30 minutes and peaks about two hours after you take it. As little as one milligram can affect you for eight to 12 hours. Hours passed. I don't know what happened in between, between the time of meeting outside of the bathroom and then my eyes just opened up. It wasn't like I was sleeping. It was like I was, you know, it was like I was continuing, you know, making out. Um, my eyes were open and like I said, we were embracing in his bathroom in another state. So you heard what uh, the, the effects are. So yeah, that's what was going on. And when I did go to sleep and wake up the next morning, um, I remember reaching for my phone and I saw that I had um, a lot of missed calls from my daughter who tracks me um, just because I'm a single woman. And it is always important to let someone know who you're with. Now, I didn't plan to be anywhere but home in my bed after this date. Uh, but that's not what happened. I was still, you know, um, like under the influence because like I said, the effects last from eight to 12 hours. So we went to, we actually had another date that very next day. Right, I know you're probably saying, 
Um, you know, this sounds really bizarre, but we actually had a date that very next day. Uh, we went to dinner. Uh, we went to an exhibit. And yeah. Uh, and then he drove me back to Baltimore to my car, which was in the garage. Like I said, I had no idea how I got from A to Z. I have no recollection of it, none. But what I can tell you is that I have never in my life drank so much wine where I did not remember anything. And I will be completely honest and say that I have been drunk or smashed twice in my life. One of those times uh, was at a New Year's Eve party. I was with my girlfriend, a black tie affair at the Science Center. And before 12 o'clock rolled around, I was done. I probably had about six glasses of champagne and I was at the top of the balcony, the staircase, and I hurled vomiting over people below. My girlfriend took me to her house, uh, got me undressed, took care of me, put me in bed, and then she went back to the party. But I can tell you, like I remember just now telling you what happened, yeah, I was passed me the glass off the tray, and I remember hurling, and I remember her taking me to the car driving me to her house. I remember getting to her house and she undressing me and taking care of me and then putting me in bed. I remember I have never been under the influence, drunk in fact, I will admit that, and did not remember anything, did not develop amnesia. You know, it just didn't happen at all. So that is why I am convinced that I was drugged. But let me tell you why I kind of pushed it out of my mind. It kept coming back to me, you know, because he and I, we continued to, to be in touch with each other. And one day I said to him, I was like, you know, you got to tell me what exactly happened that night, because I've been trying to remember for the life of me what happened. I've never in my life had an experience tell me, how did I get from the bathroom? Because that's the only, I don't remember that. What was I, was I wobbling? Was I falling down? I mean, what was going on? Because I have no recollection. And it was like, no, you were normal. You were fine. When we were driving, you just got really quiet. And then the next thing you know, you were asleep. But no, you walked out of the building. You weren't, you know, you weren't like, you know, wobbling from side to side. You weren't staggering. None of that. And I was like, I was like, really? I really was not convinced. I'm like, and I'm telling you, I never thought about being drugged in that moment. I didn't at all. Then I was like, okay. You know, and then he started talking more. He was like, well, I really, I really feel some kind of way that you think that I would do such a thing like that. I've never had a problem with getting women in my life. I would never have to drug a woman, you know? 
making me feel like, you know, it was me. It must have been something. So I honestly started feeling like I was like, okay, all right, okay. So I know I'm just trying to figure this out. Like maybe it was the COVID vaccinations. Maybe it was that. Maybe it was the COVID vaccinations. We don't know what's in those drugs or how it's going to affect you. Maybe that's what it was. Maybe it was the the drug, the inoculations mixed with the, with all the wine. It must be that. So I swear to you, after thinking that and him saying that and me just saying, this is just so weird. This doesn't happen. I mean, you know, we, you know, this is just bizarre. So I pushed it out of my head and I was like, no. And I even talked to um, a friend of mine. I was like saying, you know, later on, I was like, I actually almost destroyed a relationship with a really good friend. I really like him. You know, we've shared, um, you know, a lot of time together. Um, I've met his friends, you know, I, you know, several, a couple of groups of his friends. Uh, we've had great times together. Um, and yeah, so I dismissed it until months later. We went to an event and, you know, we had a disagreement, but when I met him at this event, let me back it up a little bit. He greeted me with a very tall cup, a McDonald's cup. I mean, like the largest cup filled with wine. He had two, one for him and one for me. So never thought about anything as I sipped from the cup. Later on, uh, while we were at the event, uh, like I said, we had a disagreement. And the next thing you know, I found myself talking to another guy, totally out of character. I don't do things like that. If I go somewhere with you, I'm going to leave with you. and the last thing I would do is disrespect myself or the man that I'm with by talking to another man in his presence. I wouldn't care if we were just friends. You know, I, you know, it's, it's just not going to be like that. So next thing you know, um, I was kissing this stranger. I'm not that wild party girl like that. I was kissing this stranger and, um, the next thing you know, I'm looking for my friend that invited me to this event. He was nowhere to be found. Now, this is the same guy, if I didn't make that clear. This is the same guy that, yeah, I said it happened later. So you know that I'm talking about the same man. He was nowhere to be found. So I was calling him. He didn't answer the phone. And I thank God that the man that I was kissing was not a rapist. Um, he walked me to my car and I got into my car and I proceeded to drive home from where I was, which was not close to home. Um, later on that morning, um, he called me and he told me what he saw when he came from the bathroom um, about how I really you know, messed him up when he saw me kissing somebody else. 
and um, and I explained, you know, what I thought had happened. So we talked about that night, and he said that this night we will never talk about again. However, a couple of days later, there was a post on his social network page, and it was a poem. Now, the poem was kind of quirky, but not. There was truth in that poem about the situation that we would never talk about again. And that poem, when I read those words, it was like this light bulb moment in my head went off and I was like, oh my God, oh my God. My instincts were right. My discernment was right. How could I have ever doubted myself? What I thought happened actually happened. I was drugged. I was given the drug that causes you the effects of losing your consciousness, amnesia, loss of inhibition, lasting anywhere from eight to 12 hours after the initial effect that starts after 30 minutes. From this drug that, um, that you can't get in the United States, Yes. So what I want to say to that is I just wanted to share that experience as private as I am. I felt the need to speak about this, this topic that is taboo, that we don't talk about, that we don't share because of embarrassment or humiliation. And that is what the attacker is banking on, that you would be too, you know, embarrassed to speak about it. And I'm also, I've also read that traces of this drug, they disappear after, after a short period of time. So you wouldn't even be able to prove it, you know, that you were drugged. You know, you can't see it, you can't smell it, and then it dissipates quickly. But the fact that we need to realize that we've got to trust ourselves, we've got to trust our instincts, and, you know, regardless, regardless, just believe that it's not, you know, it's what you're saying is not true. I know what happened or, or rather that I know that I don't know what happened. And um, putting one in one plus one equals two. So 
I actually, I researched after, you know, that situation happened the second time. I'm like, wait a minute. This is just not, this is weird. What is going on? So I just started researching date rape drugs and found all of this information. And I was like, this is exactly what happened to me. And he talked me out of believing that that's what happened to me. And the COVID vaccinations, you know, I'm, you know, part of the theory, you know, the theories that people are coming up like, you know, we don't know what's in this drug. You don't know what it's going to cost. And I was like, yeah, I talked to neurological patients every day. And I had been hearing that, you know, they were having these crazy symptoms. I'm not going to say crazy, but uh, weird and unusual symptoms, um, neurological symptoms, but nobody said anything about amnesia. But, you know, you just never know how one person is going to react. So I was like, nope, that's what it was. But no, it wasn't what it was. So I'm just going to take a short break and come back and wrap things up. Um, so join me back in just a moment. Thanks for coming back. So as I conclude, I just want to say, trust your instincts. Trust your intuition. Always tell a friend where you're going. Let somebody know. Let somebody track you. Use that phone app. And if you're ever in a situation and feel unsafe, mention that. <laughs> that, oh, you know, my girlfriend or whoever just called me asking me, why are you in California? <laughs> I had no idea you were going there. Yeah, as a safety measure for yourself. First dates. You know, like it has been said, um, the person who commits this crime, and it is a crime, it doesn't have to be a stranger. It doesn't have to be someone that you just met. It could be someone that you've known for a while. So ladies, just be careful because you never know what someone's intent is. You never know. Deception doesn't wear a badge. Deception doesn't write it across their face or t-shirt. So you just have to be cautious and be aware. And hey, shoot, have a bottle of water instead of wine. That way, that bottle has a top on it. If you go to the bathroom, put it in your purse. <laughs> you don't have to worry about anything being tampered. And if this should happen to you, contact the National Sexual Assault Hotline at 1-800-656-4673. Thank you so much for taking time to listen to the show tonight. I appreciate you for listening. Be sure to continue to follow, share, share, especially this episode. Share it on your page, send it to your friends, your family, all the women that you love. Okay. I appreciate you for liking, for sharing, for sharing following and subscribing. And you can always reach me uh, via email at tromipodcast50 at gmail.com. Follow me on Instagram at Tina underscore Romy. And if you would like to make a donation to this growing podcast, you can send any donations to Cash App at S 
P-O-T-E-A-T. Um, and I really appreciate you for listening. Also, doing something different this time. After this show, you can certainly go to my Instagram page. From this, a poem was birthed called Perception. I told you that he actually put something on his page, but he took it down. But before he took it down, I copied it. And I just put his part in, and you'll certainly know when I'm responding poet poetically to the perception of that night where things came to light. Because what's done in the dark always comes to light. Thank you for listening. I appreciate you. And as always, enjoy your time and enjoy life.